Hello, this is Robert Lee. And Sam. And welcome once again to Third Row from the Front. Today's movie is Captain Marvel. And it is the 20-something MCU movie. And it's the last movie before we get to the last Avengers movie. Um, This one introduces the character that was kind of introduced, or at least hinted at, at the end of Avengers Infinity War. So if you saw that movie, there's a... You know, I'm going to say it because, like I said, we're going to have to start giving away these endings eventually. So at this, uh, at the end of Avengers Infinity War, Thanos was able to get the all the uh, Infinity Stones, snap his finger, and half of all life in the galaxy, I guess, disappears. Um, so at the end of that movie, after the credits, uh, you see Nick Fury and Maria Hill. Um, they're like driving somewhere. And they start noticing crazy stuff happening, and they start disappearing. <laughs> Before Nick Fury disappears, he pulls out this like old school pager, and he pushes some some buttons, and then he's like, "Oh, mother!" And then he, it cuts him off, and he just disappears, just like f- floats away. And then that pager falls to the ground, and you see this little emblem on it, and it's Captain Captain Marvel's emblem. And so you're like, "Oh my god, what does that mean?" So then this movie introduces Captain Marvel. Uh, played by Brie Larson. Um, and it's an interesting movie because it starts off... It's like, an, it's like a um, an origin story kind of told in reverse. So at this point, she's already got these powers at the beginning of the movie. She's got these powers. Like she has these fists that glow. And she's in some other planet uh, fighting with the um, the Kree, which are this race of warriors. Uh Jude Law plays one of them, and he's like her mentor or whatever. And he tells her, he's always constantly telling her like to control her powers. She needs to learn how to use her powers, but she needs to control them. And um, anyway, one day they're raiding this cre- uh, this uh, scroll encampment. The scrolls are like their enemy. And um, she gets captured. And while they're, they're basically, they basically like are, are, trying to get into her brain to get some information out of her. And while they're doing that, she's, you start seeing these images of her like on earth, like she was in the air force and she knew she had a best friend and she knew this lady played by Annette Benning. And so you see all these glimpses of her former life and the, the scrolls are like, what is this? This isn't right. Cause they, they're, they're confused as, as we are the audience. Like what, what are we seeing here? Anyway? So this, this movie is about, her kind of discovering who she really is, where she came from, and finding out more about this the whole Kree versus Skrulls war. Um, but before we get into more details on that, Sam, what did you think of Captain Marvel? I loved this movie. I love Brie Larson, and I just love what they did with it. Like, I like that it was an origin story um, in the 90s, and just about a strong lead female lead character because up to this point every origin movie that we've gotten was a male character um yeah no one she was the the first first female for the marvel universe anyway yeah for the marvel universe and i i think they did it perfect almost every song in the movie i i realized was a female band 
or at least a female singer, except for their Nirvana song. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was Nirvana and, and I think was REM, one. I yeah. think. Those are the two I heard that were males, but everyone else is a female yeah. singer. Yeah. Um, I loved her best friend and her daughter. Samuel Jackson obviously was hilarious, did a great job. The story was very interesting, and it was very fun. I think it was super original, and um, the movie was super action-packed. I like how they they explained how she got the way she was. Um, because, like you said, you're figuring it out backwards. So I like that they don't tell you right away. Um, Jude Law's in this movie. I think he does an awesome job. Um, they talk about how... At the time, like I guess in the 90s, they weren't letting uh, females fly for the Air Force. And so... At least I think combat flights is what they said. Yeah. Okay, combat flights. Yeah. And so that's why Brie Larson and her friend were able to... The only option they had was to do this super secret flying mission for this um, lady. Uh, I forgot what her name was. Lawson? Yeah. Dr. Wendy Lawson. Lawson. Yeah. Um, they were testing out these engines that uh, Lawson had built. And it was like a super secret program. But, um, of course, it's funny. Marvel does a good job about putting hum- like good humor in, in, in their movies. And so you have funny elements like uh, the cat, of course. Um, something gets a cat, something gets something else. And it just it's just a running joke throughout the movie. And it's pretty fun. Um... What else? Oh, you get to see a young Agent Coulson, <laughs> which I think is awesome. And they kind of show a little bit about his character. Um, not his character, but like his character. <laughs> like the type of <laughs> oh, person he no, is. <laughs> um, so, yeah, all in all, I think this was a great movie. I loved it. Um, she's one of my favorite marvel characters because she's so powerful she's like one of the most powerful um characters which is why the avengers need her to fight thanos they need her help so i love it i love this movie yeah i really love this movie too i think the first time i saw it i I just liked it but um now that i've seen it again you know a few times I, i i really love this movie um like you said i love the the story i love the the 90s setting because that was like my time like i was a teenager during the this takes place in 1995 and i was like 14 15 years old in that year so all the music that's in this movie in in in, you know in the movie is music i was listening to at that age you know you have garbage you have hole you have No um, no doubt um tlc tlc exactly um you know and great bands and even it's funny because um even some of the shirts she has like she has a heart t-shirt you never hear heart in the movie but again that's a female-led band from the 70s and so it was really cool hearing these i mean it really was like a, a good era for female like rock i mean you know all genres but really like rock music they really had a a, a moment there it's kind of sad that it's gone now i mean well rock music in general is gone <laughs> but um yeah, it was really cool. All those albums, you know, were a part of my teenage upbringing. No Alanis. I didn't hear any Alanis in there. They could have thrown some Alanis in there. But, um, 
anyway so i love the setting i mean the, it's funny like I remember when we saw the trailers and she lands she falls out of a spaceship you know and then she lands in a blockbuster and i was like oh my god blockbuster i used to work there and of course for the young people probably like the, the millennials are younger they're like what the hell is a blockbuster because <laughs> that doesn't exist anymore not, not that that uh concept doesn't exist renting movies from somewhere it's like what is that the closest they get now is like Redbox, and that's pretty rare as it is too oh, yeah. um but anyway yeah i love the 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 90s motif there's some funny running jokes in there like there's a scene where they get they they're like okay there's a recording on this disc that they got from a black box we need to listen <laughs> to it and it's like this really like tense moment you're like oh shit what are they gonna hear on this so they they find a pc you know in the house and again if you're if you're of a certain age you're not gonna know <laughs> but if you're our age or old you know you'll remember that computers used to be this big tower it's not this you know nowadays you have these slim little towers back then it was this big tower it had a disk drive where you would open the the you would either have a floppy disk or you would open the uh, the tray and you'd put a cd-rom on there so that's what it is they put a cd-rom they load it in and it's this huge monitor and so they're all waiting like to hear this thing and uh and you see this load screen and it's like and you hear this the disc spinning it's like <laughs> and everyone like the people from here are like okay this is normal but you see like brie larson's character and then the aliens are kind of just looking around like and then brie larson's finally like what's going on and she's like oh it's loading and they're like like what <laughs> and then finally after like 15 seconds the the audio starts playing but it's just funny because that's real like that's exactly how that stuff used to go like you had to wait for this stuff to load up now we have like this lightning fast like you just search it on a a google or youtube and and you have instant access to something but back then it was not that way you had it on a disk drive or something and that stuff had to load (laughs) so anyway like funny jokes like that i mean it's and it's not even that many like it's not like making fun of that era it's just like it's it's true to that era you know so um and she even goes to internet cafe and yes. then she like loses service because it said like dial up redialing yeah. or something yeah. like that yeah yeah she goes to internet cafe which of course that's another thing that really doesn't exist nowadays i mean you see it every once in a while but most people have internet yeah. somehow um but anyway so i like that those aspects of it um i do like the fact that uh that it's very it's very much a female story like because you see throughout her throughout you know uh captain marvel her name is carol danvers and you know you see it throughout her life since she was a kid she's wanted to be adventurous you know kind of a tomboy you know be she wants to fly she wants to join the air force she wants to do all these things that girls aren't supposed to do so all through her life they're all you know male figures usually are telling her like give up you're not supposed to do that what's wrong with you they're all kind of putting her down and she keeps like failing it at things that she's trying you know she's trying to push that envelope and they're all kind of telling her like yeah what are you doing like this isn't you're not being what you're supposed to be which is you know a girl and so i love that at the end she kind of even her powers are kind of like being repressed you know, she's not being, she's not using her full potential because everyone's like, no, you know, you need to 
keep that in check and they're and they're like quite literally keeping her in check which you'll find out but um that's why i love that this the big song or the song at the end where she has this big fight is i'm just a girl by no doubt it's a perfect song for that scene um because you know that song is a very like sarcastic you know i'm just a girl it's very sarcastic um you know like oh you shouldn't you know don't let me get in any trouble don't let me drive late at night you know there's the lyrics from the song and it's Mm -hmm. just like you know uh, all the things that guys can do, but girls shouldn't be doing. Um, so I love that. I mean, obviously this came on the heels of like Wonder Woman, you know, DC definitely beat Marvel to the, to the game with having a strong female character, Mm -hmm. a solo movie for her. But, um, it's cool that, you know, Marvel, (laughs) Marvel wasn't too far behind. They were like maybe a year or two behind, but, um, I mean, there were, and again, there were female characters in the previous movies. You know, you had Black Widow, um, Gamora. Gamora, you had the Black Panthers, you know, the, his, um, Shuri. Sh- yeah, Shuri, but like his, his whole like backup army, they were all oh, females. Yeah. You know, you had a bunch of female characters, strong female characters, but this was the first time that you had a movie that was centered around the female character. Yeah. So that was really cool. And, and then. I think I've read some comments where it's like, oh, well, Captain Marvel wasn't even really that powerful in the comics. I'm like, well, maybe that may be so. But in the movie, I feel like they tried to compensate for maybe waiting so long for a female character to like to be like, you know what? We'll make her like the most powerful or at least one yeah. of the most powerful. Because really, between her and Bla- um, uh, what's her name? Not Black Widow. Scarlet Witch. They're like the two most powerful like oh, yeah. superheroes in the MCU. Like they're they they can do crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was pretty interesting too. That they're the, they're really the two most powerful um, characters in those movies. Um, but yeah, really a really fun movie, and it's funny because um, you see this character. I'm not really gonna give it away, but you see this character who at first you think is like a bad guy. And then he turns out to be, like, really funny in the movie. Um, and he's played by... I forgot the actor's name. But he's been in a lot of stuff. Um, so I really like that t- kind of twist where it's, like, all of a sudden, like, oh, this guy's kind of funny and it's it's more comical. And then um, I also like that there's... I was watching, like, the, the making of, and they were talking about how they wanted to change the perspective. Because in the comics, it's very clear who the bad guys are. Um, and in this movie, it takes that and it kind of flips it where it's like, if you're getting all your information from one group, yeah, the other side's going to be the bad guy. Mm-hmm. But then when you hear the other side's point of view, it's like, oh, well, maybe they're not so bad. Maybe they're actually, maybe there are no good and bad guys. Maybe this everyone's in this for the wrong reasons and maybe people have made mistakes and it turns out the people that you thought were the bad guys were really just like, they need help too. And they're, they're, they're just trying to live their own lives. Um, so it's always about perspectives, you know, like who's the bad guy, who's the good guy. Um, so I like that aspect of it too, but yeah, overall really enjoyable movie. It's fun. I love the soundtrack. Like we said, um, I don't think you'll need to see any movies prior to this one to enjoy this movie. I would, um, but in order to understand Nick Fury and Agent Coulson, um, like understand really who they are and why they're important, then yeah, you might have to. 
But well, not to enjoy this movie. Not to enjoy it, but at the very end, there's going to be like this clip or the the what do you call it? The post credit scene where you're gonna yeah, that you're definitely gonna the whole thing. yeah, because you're gonna be like what? <laughs> so you would have to have basically watched Avengers. You definitely have to have watched Avengers: Infinity War to get that scene because you're then you're gonna be totally confused as to what's going on there. And which I I basically just explained it at the top of this review what happens at the end of that movie so it ties into that. Um, but anyway, yeah, you, you do have to have seen, like, the first Avengers, at least, because that one has Agent Coulson in it. For, you know. That's the last time we've seen Agent Coulson since that movie. Mm. So it's been, it was, what, like, six or seven years in between movies? Dang. And they brought him back. And it was it was nice to see him. I wish they, we, yeah. we had more of him there, but it, it was nice to see him at his beginnings of, because he was a rookie at the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he had more hair and everything. But yeah, it really enjoyable movie. I loved it. Um, definitely recommend from both of us. Is there anything else you wanted to add about Captain Marvel? No, follow us on Instagram at Third Row from the Front and let us know what movies to watch and review. Yes, and thanks again for listening. We'll talk to you next time on Third Row from the Front. Bye. Bye.